Welcome to Unrolling E-Commerce with Adroll. On today's episode, how ambitious brands engage their audience and build a community. We talk to our customers in a way that encourages people to share their feedback and, and kind of let us know what's going on because obviously they're like the pulse of our business. You know, we, we really want to know like how these products are working. Growing a community around your buyers, your buyers are going to have a voice. And if you don't listen to that voice, it's going to be really hard to retain from a community perspective. And with our demographic, they tend to love calling in. We do get a lot of great, not just great feedback, but great information to help the rest of the company. So in marketing, we get a lot of ideas from what the customers are phoning in with. What can we do to make our customers feel like we're there for them? You know, it's not like you just buy our product and you're going to forget about us or we're going to forget about you. Customer engagement and customer retention go beyond customer service. In this digital age, it's hard to believe we can all feel disconnected from others. This goes for personal relationships as well as business relationships. Building a community provides people with a feeling of belonging and a network of other people they can connect with. That's why so many brands today are investing in the creation of communities for their customers, employees, and fans. When brands invest in community, they transition from an everyday brand to a human brand, one that cares deeply about the people who support them, work for them, and interact with them. Good Boy makes personalized supplements that support your dog's overall well-being and health conditions. They have an online quiz to help you figure out what supplements your pet needs. Co-founder and CEO Carrie Sapp explains how they built customer trust. From the onset, you know, we really wanted to be a super transparent brand. So I think in the pet space, um, historically, there's been kind of a lot of, um, I don't say like pulling the wool over the customer's eye, but, you know, there hasn't been a lot of transparency within where things are sourced, what ingredients are included in, in products. Um, it's just kind of been like, this is what this does. And we're just really not going to tell you anything else, but you should just trust us. So for us, like we really just didn't want to do that. So um, we have a super open line of communication um, with our customers and we really lead with that transparency. So we want our customers to know where everything's sourced, you know, where everything's made, what ingredients we're using, why we're using them. So we really just kind of want them involved in the process. And that's kind of always been our shtick from day one. We talk to our customers in a way that, uh, you know, encourages people um, to share their feedback and, and kind of let us know what's going on because obviously they're like the pulse of our business. You know, we, we really want to know like how these products are working um, and, you know, the positive impacts they're seeing. Here's just like a good, I think a good example. Um, we have a ride in portion on our quiz. It's basically a place that if we haven't covered anything, um, you as a dog owner can submit answers or suggestions or whatnot to let us kind of let us know things that like maybe we aren't privy to. So I think it was maybe one or two months after we launched, so probably early January, we were getting a lot of feedback that a lot of dogs were having meat allergies and meat sensitivities. So I guess that was just something that really never crossed our minds. Um, and I think it's just dogs on, are having an uptick, um, especially in mixed meat allergies. So we kind of took that information 
and we were able to reformulate one of our best-selling products and we excluded all the meat products from from that formula so just by listening to our customers and kind of like keeping our finger on the pulse of like what people are saying whether they're customers or whether they're people that have just you know gone through our quiz and you know maybe that was the reason why they didn't purchase from us because they needed something a meat free option um, we were kind of able to take that and really pivot quickly so that was kind of a success story i think of really listening to your customers and and kind of listening to what they have to say and really taking that in um, and being able to implement those changes quickly. Algicel has pioneered the multi-nutrient approach to bone health. It's the first company to popularize a plant as a calcium source in a world of limestone calcium supplements. SEM manager Jasper discussed how Algicel's demographic shaped the way they communicate with their customers. In terms of programs, nothing too complicated. I mean, we run the usual email marketing, but we do have uh, we do have a great guy working on it where we kind of have a really tailored uh, feel to it. So really you're getting the content you kind of want in a sense. Don't ask me how, I don't really know how it works, but somehow it comes up like that. Um, and again, really a really powerful channel is just simply just the phones. Like I mentioned, we have the fully staffed call center open seven days a week. And with our demographic, they tend to love calling in. Um, and that's why we have that channel for them. We do get a lot of great, not just great feedback, but great information to help, not, not just help the rest of the company. So in marketing, we get a lot of ideas from what the customers are phoning in with and not just, sorry, and not just email marketing too. They, we get emails, a lot of emails to us directly. That's how we kind of have a real, basically almost like a real life connection because we are communicating with them basically on a daily basis. But is there such a thing as being too accessible to your community and customer? I think what we've found is that there's, this fine balance with phone and being too accessible almost, you know, like you definitely, the most important thing there is just being, or is just having human connection readily, readily available. Cause sometimes it's just not, it's just sometimes better just talk to someone on the phone, but then on the other hand, you know, sometimes you don't need so many people calling in. So I think we've kind of found that good balance. Again, I guess going back to just keeping our demographic in mind, a lot of people just want that easy connection. Uh, so that's why we make that available. Um, but yeah, I mean, we also get a lot through email, but overall phone, I think key. I mean, that's honestly like a lot of times I just want to call somebody and be like, Hey, can I fix this? How do I do this? Just like, I don't know, nothing, nothing like too much. There's not too much thought there. Just, I guess, convenience in a sense. How about using education as a tool to connect your customers? Renee from Leon and George, a houseplant delivery service, uses multiple ways to connect and engage with their customers. I think it's all about like offering the value to people. And so, like I said, that a lot of that for us is education and, you know, what can we do to make our customers feel like we're there for them? You know, it's not like you just buy our product and you're going to forget about it or we're going to forget about you. So one of one area that I, I think is really um, can be really impactful is email marketing. So that's, you know, creating emails specific to what they purchase. For example, offering, you know, if you purchased a Monstera plant, like now you're going to get you know, a, a drip campaign all about your plant. So like little by little, you can learn more. And if you're not just shoved this like massive, you know, book of information, um, but it's kind of keeping them engaged in a way and also offering value and not just, you know, asking them like, oh, here, here's another email. Like you're like, buy, buy more, you know, you're, we try to like give twice and then ask. Um, so, so in that, in that sense, it's like kind of staying top of mind for them, but, um, and also like ensuring that like, you know, they can trust us as like a source of information and support. Um, 
another area that we have added um, has been a lot of work, but we've noticed that people really love it is a online chat system. Um, like I said, we're a really small team, so it, uh, managing that is sometimes uh, tricky, but we, you know, we we found that people really love it. We've gotten such great feedback. You know, people can can ask all types of questions there about which plant they should get, or, you know, or even about their order. I think for some groups of people ordering online, especially a perishable product, can be really scary. Or like, how can I trust this brand? And so, you know, giving like a human sort of a human interaction like that is is really helpful. Grunstyle is a veteran-owned and operated clothing brand. Rory Collins explains that the company is more than apparel. They bolster a lifestyle that has built a brand with a 5 million plus strong community. We like to stay in front of our customer base as, as much as we can, and not just from a sales perspective, but also from our, from our story and our voice perspective. We have a lot to say and we like to put it out there. And then we, you know, we have quite a large following throughout social, uh, right around five, five and a half million people. Uh, and then we also have a pretty large email list that comes to us from people that subscribe to our emails. Uh, and we typically put out an email nearly every day. Um, I would say probably six to eight times a week, actually. We put, we put emails out, obviously, to segmented audiences. But um, And then we do run SMS campaigns as well. Our SMS campaigns are typically kind of a, it's what we consider to be like our, our VIP campaign. So a lot of the times SMS will get opportunities first. So we'll put out certain products that are going to go out on the site. SMS will get kind of first dibs on those. Um, and then we also have our, our Grunt Style Club. And Grunt Style Club is our subscription-based community. Um, they have a Facebook group that they're a part of and a Facebook page that they're a part of. And then they also have, you know, very specific discounts and, and whatnot. Gruntstyle has been hugely successful at listening to their community and speaking to them as individuals. So from a community perspective, it, it comes to the brand first, obviously. There, there needs to be the ability to retain a community <clears throat> within, the, within your brand. Um, I would say there's certain products and brands out there that likely wouldn't have a huge community following more, more so than their, their buyer following. Um, but for us, you know, for Grunt Style Club, we, tr we try to make that as kind of fraternity esque as possible. Uh, we engage within that community on a daily basis. Um, we have, people within that community that outreach for us. We have brand ambassadors for our Grunt Style Club that are often, you know, posting in Grunt Style Club, posting about Grunt Style. Um, I think really from an engagement point of view, everybody has something to say and a lot of brands don't listen. We try our best to listen to our customers in terms of not just what they want, but who they are as individuals and relate to them as individuals and continue to put product out that they're interested in, obviously, but also share what's relevant to, to them specifically. If we have a community of people that we know are super interested in outdoors, maybe we share articles that have to do with 
you know, these are the best, the 13 top places to camp in the United States. And we'll even do photo shoots around that as showing us at those locations, things of that nature. Uh, so we put ourselves in the same shoes as them. I think um, growing a community around your buyers, your buyers are going to have a voice. And if you don't listen to that voice, it's going to be really hard to retain uh, from a community perspective. Thank you to good boy, Algical, Honest Paws, Leon and George and Grunt Style for sharing their experience for this podcast. You can find links to all of the companies featured in the show notes. We have a whole host of free resources for you from webinars and blog posts to eBooks and live streams. Go to adroll.com forward slash resources to find more information. Or you can always follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter to stay in touch and get connected. 